This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is about pitching yourself as it pertains to both written communications and verbal because they're actually quite similar. Despite how we might feel internally, it's valuable to collaborate with others to support and be supported by others along our creative journey. We might feel very hermiting. I know I felt that way lately. At some point, it's valuable to come out and engage with the world. Maybe it's a job that you're interested in or you need more funding for something you're working on or you're meeting with a potential business partner or you come across somebody you want to support more deeply. Our ability to communicate ourselves authentically and effectively definitely has a return. As far as today's agenda, first, it'll be a segment from me on how this topic became relevant along my creative journey. As always, would love to hear your creative journey. The link for that is as it's been, no starving artist backslash message at anchor.fm. Uh, second segment will be how to pitch yourself in seven steps. And finally, If you've been enjoying this podcast, if you've been gaining value from it, your support through donation would be hugely appreciated. Writing, researching, recording this podcast, and promoting it each week is no small lift, and your support makes a difference. If you'd like to donate, um, you can do so at anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash support. That link is included in the show notes. Also, helping people find the podcast main makes all the difference and your reviews at apple Podcasts in particular i've learned make the biggest difference i know a lot of you are listening on spotify but if you can leave a review on apple podcasts that allows the podcast to grow um otherwise let's get into it This is me typing into my outbox of Gmail the words P-I-T-C-H for maybe the hundredth time and digging up the last sent one. As I pull it up, I'm scraping that text to copy and paste it into a new email tab. And this is a practice I do quite a bit each time in doing so, finding opportunities where I sent out a pitch that I could have shared my vision more clearly in. Whoops. And maybe that's why I never heard back, I think to myself, but there could be a million other reasons. It is more common to not hear back or get declined than to get a yes. Failure is inevitable in this regard and I don't even see it as failure it's just putting things out there and seeing what returns back getting in the habit of this is something I am adjusting to and this time 
I think to myself, this one will be better. And so as I look at this drafted pitch and tighten my bio and customize my language to match this brand's tone or this receiver's tone or this XYZ person's tone to make it clear how I'm the solution to their need, their inquiry. And this is a process. Yeah, I do on occasion um, when there's reporters seeking help for a particular story, especially. Or I have discovered a brand that I really want to partner with, something in the sustainability realm. I love sustainable fashion brands, etc. If not, um, I, I think I, yeah, wouldn't get as much opportunities, but maybe I would. It really depends. I know some people prefer to sit back and see what opportunities come their way. And then others like to be more proactive and go after opportunities. I think I aim to do both. I think it's important for me to keep a balance because sometimes we need to lean back, collect ourselves, figure out what do we really want when we're so caught up in the busyness of things and the current of what we're doing, then we can't have necessarily an objective point of view. So taking a moment to reflect on the work that we've done, even digging back into our emails or our drafted work or looking back on old pieces we've done, revisiting our work and holding time to do that gives a lot of clarity. Having this overview, you know, kind of an annual check-in, maybe bi-monthly check-in, what is the work that you've been doing? Is it moving in the direction that you want to be going in? And reevaluating, if not, what questions need to be answered. And maybe doing some manifestation. I love practices of writing things down pretty explicitly. Even writing things down in the present tense of I have, blah, 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 apparently supports the theory of attraction. I like to do that on occasion, but I don't lean into that too deeply. I have a lot of energy, and with that energy, I like to do things. Even if they don't come to fruition, it's really satisfying for me to move towards things I care about. So once I gather myself, get realigned, I go towards things that I'm interested in that shine to me. Because if they're for me and they're receptive, then it'll likely work out. If not, it won't. If you want to hear more about manifestation versus the proactive approach, then listen to episode three of No Starving Artist podcast from way back when on opportunity plus preparation equals success. And that episode focuses on if you fall into the camp of opportunity or preparation more so. The ideal is hitting, you know, a bit of both, but uh, some of us fall one camp or the other, and with the recognition of that, can adjust our effort to maybe do more preparation, get more in alignment if we are leaned back a bit. And similarly, if we're so heads in, actually take a step back, getting more objective. Anyways, I thought that this topic was important and it became particularly top of mind for me this week as rather than being on the sender's end, I was on the receiver's end of a lot 
of pitches. In uh, receiving some great ones and some not so great ones, it's been nice to see the difference and see what a lot of receivers, you know, work with when it comes to. Maybe people are interested in being on this podcast as a guest, which I haven't gotten to, and I'm debating even getting to. Would love your feedback there. What I've been noticing lately is podcasts are allowed to be so varied in format. Yes, discussions between people is so nice. I listen to so many podcasts that are like that. And then I also have a lot of moments where I just want to hear the host. I want to hear more of the host. And there's podcasts where I can just listen to one person. And that's comforting too. And so having kind of a diversity of different types of podcasts, some are you know, investigative podcasts, some are storytelling podcasts, some are this podcast, that podcast. I like the diversity of podcasts. Maybe it's okay that this podcast is predominantly me and hopefully you and your creative journeys and not always guests, but that can be a future state. And as we evolve and change and, you know, I always want things to be enjoyable and fun that I'm creating. That's what makes it enjoyable for you to listen to. I can tell when somebody's speaking about something and they're not really enjoying it. It's like stale. Uh, Maybe it's something they've talked about too much or maybe it's just a format they need to shake up. And so I'll continue to evaluate when this podcast gets in that direction. But so far, I think we're in a good place. I've pitched brands for partnerships for some social media paid stuff. Um, I've pitched media outlets for stories and I always wonder how mine compare and how they're received. Now I have more insight. So for this next segment, I will be sharing the seven steps to pitch yourself. As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, for those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. So let's get into how to pitch ourselves in seven steps. Outside of my observations and lived experiences, I am using two sources mainly, um, one of which is from The Muse, and the article is called Four Messages You Need to Know and Nail to Pitch Yourself by Alex Honeyset. And the second article is from Harling Ross on Repeller.com, The Best Way to Pitch Yourself for a Job. The most common question you'll receive in most job interviews is first, tell me about yourself. So the first step in pitching yourself I identified is define your story. Define your story. It's one of those things that comes up a lot. Maybe you're standing next to somebody who's important or you're meeting somebody and you're trying to make a good impression or you are sending off an email pitch or communication and people just want a quick summary of your bio, there is a flexibility in the ways that we tell our stories about ourselves, but to some extent, people still want to understand what were our 
defining moments and experiences of your life that made you get to where you are today, that led you to your creative journey, that interested you to move towards the work that you're creating, and that's what you want to weave into your story. Your story is not necessarily about like, oh, I grew up here, and then I grew up there, and then I moved around, and then I had, you know, this interest and then that fell through and then I had this interest and that fell through it should really be really quite summarized to the purpose of what drove you most to engage with the work that you're creating as of now and it could be curiosity it doesn't have to be a tragic event but let's say you're preparing for an interview or you're preparing to yeah these days it's maybe more zoom interviews or something more remote there's still a level to which there's a niceity, especially when there's a longer allocated period of time to build more detail, build more of a story, um, share more details that lead for room for connection. Um, there are those personal identifiers. Like I did grow up in New York and then being exposed to tons of artists and creatives, but not seeing women who are creative able to make a livelihood, et cetera, being a big factor in my creative journey and what I could envision for myself, et cetera. So there's a level of connectedness that we can tease out within our stories. And there's things that are off path, tangents, and don't really support a person getting to know us, especially in a interaction that's really brief. It's very difficult to weave in the full, you know, autobiographies hopefully one day we can all write and share enough of our autobiographies and different forms to different people through our experiences and and get that out there but usually in this context of pitching there is a level of exchange and we can use our stories to build rapport and build trust and build a ease by sharing something that might be rooted in a little bit more vulnerability than I want this job. I am good. Let's move forward. Um, you know that you're talking to another human being. So sharing some unique experiences, sharing some motivations and sharing something that will warm you up is valuable. So step one, Define your story. Step two, similar to this and might be weaved in, is share your why. In email pitches and communications, particularly, your story will likely be a sentence. And then your why will be at least two sentences. This is the bulk, assuming that it's, you know, under two paragraphs. It's, you know, very brief. And then if people seem interested, then you share more. But getting the most relevant information forward first sharing our why is the most important so if you're going to dedicate anything your why and one that we'll share down the line is the most important step no matter if you're promoting yourself and you are good and you're sharing um you're always going to receive some some kind of question even if it's very clear and explicit and the question is, why do you want to do this? Why do you want this job? Why do you want this opportunity? Why do you want this funding? 
why is this relevant to you? Why are you reaching out to me at all? If you are the one proactively reaching out and pitching. And you probably have a straightforward answer. But the recommendation is to take it a step further and delve more deeply into your why. How you will be benefiting that person. For example, if you're pitching yourself to a blogger and it's for vegan food, you can come up with something along the lines with, I've been looking for opportunities to reach a new audience and I'm leading with vegan lifestyle. I'm a longtime reader of vegan blogs and on your blog I see there's an opportunity to expand coverage of recipes for desserts and that's exactly what I write about in my own community. And really connecting it back can help with this. You clearly show your value and what you want to bring to the individual, how you want to support their vision, their mission. And that's so important in sharing why, why you're doing it, not just from a personal reason. If you listen back to episode seven of No Starving Artist podcast, what's your mission and five questions to answer that. It focuses on how do you write a actual mission statement that's compelling. And that's your why. Why are you doing this? Why is it helpful? Why are you reaching out? Um, if it's via email or if you have allotted time, etc., the ways that you are going to communicate will vary. But this is to give you an overarching sense of those steps to make sure that if you go back to any written communications that you've pushed out, reflect on conversations that you had, if things fell through or if things go, went well, maybe it's because these elements were there or maybe they were lacking. Step three, we've kind of already touched on, but why you? How are you the solution? I really liked this portion from one of the sources that noted that you should just make a list, a comprehensive list of all the things that you're awesome at, that you're really good at. It can be soft skills, it can be hard skills, it can be things that people have mentioned that they love you for, all the things that you're proud of, that you've done well, and think about what family said, opportunities you've been good at chasing, things that have come your way. Write down any feedback. Now that you have this comprehensive list all in one place, pick out the portions that feel most relevant to the opportunities you're now going after. And say them out loud. Say them as much as you need until you believe them. These are like bridge statements, positive affirmations. What's great is you have already been affirmed by someone else outside of yourself that they exist within you. So when it comes to the why too, it's not just about pitching yourself because you're like, I deserve this, but you know that you can add value to this other person that you can be in service to them in a powerful way through sharing your art, through sharing your work, by advancing your business, you're advancing them. There is a symbiotic exchange and making that clear that it's coming from a place of support and why you are also a great person for this job, for this opportunity, for this funding, you fill in the blank. When you're pitching yourself to a company, you should not ask, how am I getting something from this? But more so putting yourself in the position of supporting them. You're already aware and reaching out to them that there is an opportunity for you to gain 
something from them. And so it's more about selling your solution, um, sharing your support, and believing it. So number three is why you, how are you the solution? Number four tied to how you are the solution, be specific about what you will do. So you can maybe share a soft skill around why you're a good fit. But when it comes to number four, it's about how you will show up and do the job, how you will follow through on a commitment or whatever is um, the next step. If it is to be you know, honored, if you're approved, if it's well received, then what? And the more that you can paint that vision for someone, the more they feel affirmed that you are a good choice. And so storytelling is important here because sometimes pitching via email is really cold. The process of it is not one where you can expect a response because there isn't a, you know, maybe a previous connection, etc. People are very overwhelmed. Who knows how people manage their inboxes? There's a lot going on and people are inundated so I always have a lot of empathy for, oh, well, you know, not hearing back. I think that's fine. And we'll touch on a step that re- relates to that too. It's obvious when somebody has also kind of like been sending off a template and something like that. And so the more specific you can be, the more helpful. Number five, share proof. This is ideal So you can tell them what you're going to do next. But an ideal case scenario is that you can show proof of doing similar work in the past, of following through on commitments similar to the ones that you are, you know, making with them. A lot of people maybe have, if you're applying to a job, it's a resume that you're also sharing out to show proof of work. Maybe if it's a creative opportunity, you have a portfolio of work that you are 100% attaching to your first email or communication if you've even just talked to somebody and they're like follow up with me 100% send over previous work so yeah resume portfolio pitch deck for social paid stuff I make um media kit I have a media kit that I send off and so we want to show proof that we will be growing even um if it comes to your potential in the future you can tie a metric to it people love that gives a snapshot of relevant and specific information you've done and laid out and it makes the other person exciting it's quite exciting to see the existing success of a person that you maybe are going to be partnering with number six refine your delivery as i mentioned you can tell when you you're just hearing somebody say like the same regurgitated lines or there's no enthusiasm behind what they're sharing because they've said that maybe so many times or yeah or it's just like a clear template um, that they're working off of and so maybe draft out what you want to share your mission your bio your story how you can help everything like that and then say it out loud see how it sounds on your mouth coming out of your mouth excuse me verbally practice it practice it to somebody maybe if it feels natural if it feels persuasive if it feels pushy minding our tone can be helpful and there's no one type of tone for everyone it's really figuring out what yours your authentic voice what is the authentic voice of the brand or person that you're engaging with and is it a fit because some 
companies, people really like pushy. They like overconfident sounding. Um, they like the feeling of certainty. And then other people are going to be discerning and find pushiness to be really off-putting. Everyone is so different. And so if we can evaluate and have mindfulness around our tone, how we're coming across, if it's seeming desperate, <laughs> if it's seeming like we're coming from a place of abundance and we want to collaborate, that's usually better received. And so um, having a sense of that, regardless of everything, definitely having a sense of self-worth always is well-received. Um, it doesn't matter if you have all of the experience, it's, you know, if you have some of the experience, it doesn't need to be downplayed either. It's like, you know, I'm fully capable of doing this. I've done things that are relatable and I'm excited about the, you know, potential of a future thing. So yeah, write it out, practice it, say it out loud. How does it feel? Really take some time with it. And then last but not least, step number seven is to follow up. As I mentioned, it's very common to not get a response back. However, you will increase your likelihood of getting a response back if a week later from sending out an email communication, for example, you follow up. Or after meeting somebody, you then follow up. And so many of us don't do this, understandably. It shows our level of care, shows sincere interest, and yeah, definitely has a higher likelihood of response. So again, those seven steps to pitch yourself were first defining your story, two, sharing your why, really clear, your mission, three, why you? How are you the solution for being specific about what you will do, detailing that solution? Five, showing proof of past success. Um, maybe that's your resume, your portfolio, media kit, growth, body of work, etc. A reference, a referral, somebody who's, you know, thought, thought highly of you, even a quote from them. It's like, I loved working with blah, blah, blah. Love that. Um, and then six, refine your delivery, minding our tone and our voice. And seven, following up. I hope you enjoyed that. I think that it's handy to keep these types of things top of mind, even if they float somewhere into the abyss of our brain. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, these are always reminders of things that we tend to know, but sometimes don't always put into practice and the re-reminders I find to be helpful. You deserve so many opportunities. Thank you so much for listening. Grateful to be on this creative journey with you. If you've been getting value from this podcast, please support it at anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash support. You can find me at Anisa Benitez on Instagram Follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher.com. You are no starving artist. I'm so grateful to be learning and growing with you. Appreciate you.